gentle hugs. Welcome to Chronic Life with Never-Ending Pain. If you have chronic pain, this is the podcast for you. I can't promise you'll feel better, but you will feel less alone. So bundle up and get cozy for some Spoonie Chat. My name is Crystal Chavez. I live with fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis. Our guest today is Chris Freeman, a.k.a. Chronic Pain Dad. He's in agony 24-7, but says he'll never give up raising awareness for chronic illnesses. His Twitter bio says, stay strong, you matter. Chris has more than 22,000 followers on the Bird platform and tweets from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. How cold is it there today? Today is not bad. Um, we're sitting probably at around 33 Fahrenheit. But uh, for about three weeks, uh, the end of December to mid-January, we were into the minus 30s. <clears throat> Hurts just to think about it. Chris has a few chronic pain conditions, some from a failed back surgery. Sometimes the biggest one is the failed fusion. I, I wear braces all the time to try and correct that. And the reason it failed is because I have um, scoliosis just above where the fusion is. So doctors won't uh, touch me anymore because of, of that scoliosis. So that's been almost 30 years. My whole spine is arthritic and getting worn out. And uh, I have uh, facial neuralgia, fibromyalgia is 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 really the one that's made me disabled uh, for about the past 20 years. But looking back, he thinks his issues started way before that. Since 93. But um, as a kid, I lived with a lot of back pain. And my parents just never really did anything about it. You know, this is the 70s. I'm 55 years old. So this was the 70s. And I had a dad that would just say, suck it up, you know, and and uh, push through it and stuff. So the pain has been there most of my life, but the the terrible pain that I live with now is from the failed fusion and and then the fibromyalgia diagnosis in 2003-2004. For those who may not know, fibromyalgia is characterized by widespread musculoskeletal pain and lots of symptoms, including fatigue, anxiety, sleep, and memory problems. Freeman's on the Community Leadership Council for National Pain Advocacy Center. He juggles all this while being a proud dad to two kids. His son just turned 14. And uh, he just does amazing work at school. He's full of compassion. He's into coding computers, which I'm getting at that age where I'm lost in computers. So, and I, <laughs> And my daughter is 11. She just is full of life. And just really uh, makes the family fun. You know, she jokes around a lot and she just has a good time. And his daughter's the light in this family, even though she's going through some pain challenges of her own. Yeah, we're in the process of um, getting a proper diagnosis for her. She, forget what the, the doctor diagnosed her with a few weeks ago, but it really is like a pre-fibromyalgia Pain. Uh, she has pain in all of her joints. Uh, her knees are really bad. We got her booked uh, in line to see a pain clinic, which up here is about eight to ten months. So in the meantime, she's going to physiotherapy, and we're trying to do some exercises. We're trying to get her some help uh, with her pain. 
medication wise, but that just hasn't worked out. So she is uh, at times stronger than me when it comes to pain. And just like Chris's kids are growing up watching his experience with pain, Chris used to watch his own dad. My, my dad was a professional wrestler for about 25 years. He was a man that never complained about his pain, but I know that he had a lot of pain all the time and uh, he needed several surgeries. It just, it just never happened. He died of a heart attack uh, while being on the wait list uh, for heart surgery. So he is one I think um, had some issues, just never went to a doctor. This mindset might sound familiar. We all know someone like this or who has said something like this. My dad would used to, used to also say that it's just all in my head and that, you know, you could just push the pain out of your head and you wouldn't be in pain. And that just never worked for me even as a kid. And how do you navigate life with chronic pain and being a dad? I am so the opposite. Uh, my kids have seen me and have witnessed me cry on the floor in pain. You, you know what it's like uh, with fibromyalgia. Sometimes those flares just get really, really bad. And the only thing I could do is just get on the floor and just cry it out. And when I see my daughter in pain, I give her hugs and we show her love and, and we believe her. That, that's one of the big things is that we believe that she's in that pain. And that is so huge. So many of us with fibro and similar conditions face doctors, bosses, co-workers, friends, family who don't believe us. Because we can look fine. Because we can work. For so many different reasons. We, we are so blessed to have a pediatrician that uh, does believe she's in pain. That's one of the first things, because you're so right. When I first went to doctors, I, I found so many just said, there's nothing there, you're, you're not really in that much pain, you know, so what's really going on? Telling me, you know, it's just all in my head. And back in the late 90s, fibromyalgia just wasn't talked about. You know, it wasn't, uh, my, my insurance company didn't believe in it, so they wouldn't cover it. And so that's why, you know, my, my doctor would just say, just tell them you're in chronic pain. And yeah, and just just believing her is a big step. And I could see it in her eyes when she's in pain and, and we believe her and we, we try to comfort her with ice packs and with heat and with everything that we can do. One of the places Chris finds support and comfort is from the social media community he's built. It honestly works both ways. I try and encourage others, especially uh, when people are tweeting some really heart-wrenching times, you know, with pain. But then I also get so many people being so encouraging, so uplifting, so loving and caring. Uh, you know, when, it, when I say something or that I'm hurting or even people just uh, saying, you know, Chris, you got this. Or it's been really a reward for, for me. And I've been so honored to meet so many thousands of people uh, on Twitter and kind of have just that connection with others just to know that you aren't alone. Because sometimes chronic pain can be a lonely journey. You know, if you're the only one in the family living with it, it, it can be lonely at times. The support from people online who truly understand chronic pain has helped me get through some of my darkest days. If you're not part of an online Spoonie community, pause this podcast and join one right now. 
Chris is on Twitter as at Chronic Pain Dad. I'm in some awesome women with fibromyalgia groups on Facebook. Really? Press pause. We'll wait. Now, it's no secret fibromyalgia affects more women than men. So that got me wondering about Chris's experience and if he connects with other men with fibro. There's a few on Twitter. I don't I don't connect with them very often. I need to um, I need to to do that more because it is a small community. You know, I've been very open in my Twitter feed at times of just how excruciating it is. I talk about my stairs being like Mount Everest at times because I can't get up them. So I have to sleep on my on my chair and stuff. And I feel that men need to connect more on social media. We're, we're doing a fairly good job, but um, there, there could be a lot more done. What advice do you have for any men in pain listening right now? I, I guess my advice is to just reach out to uh, those of us in the in the chronic pain community. We're all open to talking, even in direct messages. And to know that, you know, you're, you're not alone. There are other males out there. There are other dads. There are other sons out there, you know, that are, that are hurting, that are living in chronic pain. And some, most of them silently. I, I often get asked, why am I so vocal about, about my pain? I, I think people might get a little tired of my Twitter feed. Not sure. But, uh, and I just say, you know, because really the world doesn't realize that so many men and women are are just are just hurting, you know, are are bedridden, and they need they need help, they need encouragement, and they need to know that that they're not alone. And that's one of my things is to try and make sure that people realize that they aren't alone, and for men to just uh, reach out and to just know that um, it's okay, man, it's okay to cry, you know. My my dad said, "Big boys don't cry," and I'm. I'm here to tell you that it's okay to cry no matter what what you're going through, whether it be mental or physical. It's okay to cry and just just to reach out to us. I love that so much. Chris's Twitter handle has a symbol of the cross punctuating it. I asked him about the significance of it. Oh, the cross. Yeah. Well, I am a Christian. I uh, went to seminary. I had to quit seminary uh, because of of uh, fibromyalgia it was just too much and you get that thing called brain fog and um, oh yes (laughs) you you know that right it gets so bad sometimes that I'll stand in the kitchen and I'll say to my kids what is dad doing in here and they'll be like you're cooking dinner you know so uh, the cross is just is just something that I'm very passionate about I've been a Christian since I was a teenager and um, my church has invited me to be an elder, which I'm very honored to do, especially as a man with disabilities. So I hope to promote people living with invisible illnesses more, maybe helping them more, praying for them more uh, within the church. The pandemic has helped sort of shine a light on some of the things people with chronic pain experience. The loneliness, having to stay home. I remember thinking, well, quarantining is going to be real easy for me. (laughs) Attention and research into long COVID is helping to bring some awareness to chronic fatigue. 
Long COVID is when people experience prolonged illness or new persistent problems after getting infected with COVID. And, you know, that could really open up doors for for those of us. And I imagine like you have chronic fatigue as well. Uh, For those of us living with chronic fatigue, that is one of the biggest battles is trying to explain to people just how tiring it is. You wake up tired. You go through the day tired and you need a nap. You know, when I was in my early 30s and I needed a nap, I'd be like, why do I need a nap? But um, now that this is happening, uh, I'm hoping more research gets done into why people suffer from chronic fatigue. You're so right. It's hard to explain to people. It's just the smallest thing can tire me out, like taking a shower or going to the groceries. Yeah, exactly. Every morning I get up and um, I drive my kids to school. And our school is kind of across town. It's not very long drive. It's probably 20 to 25 minutes, depending on traffic. But when I get home, I'm so fatigued and so tired that I need a nap. And then I need a nap in the afternoon. And a lot of people still don't understand that. And I've got to do a better job at raising awareness to that part because it sometimes is harder to live with the chronic fatigue than with the pain. You can connect with Chris Freeman on Twitter at Chronic Pain Dad. You've been listening to Chronic Life with Never Ending Pain. Send any thoughts, feedback, comments, or suggestions to our email. It's chronictogether at gmail.com. This lovely song is Blood Pedal by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Crystal Chavez. Adios. <laughs>